Listening to Inner Sense with Kavita, a podcast that inspires you to make sense of your inner world so you can live consciously and be well. My name is Kavita Satvalekar, and I am a well being expert, leadership coach, mentor, and author. We spend a considerable amount of time making sense of the world around us, but often forget to take a moment to look inwards and make sense of our inner world a core that drives our thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors. Join me and let's spend the next few minutes separating your truth from your fiction. Let's talk inner sense. When I have XYZ amount of money in my bank account, I'll be happy. If I have money, I am successful. If I have money, I am powerful. Money will give me status in society. Money buys happiness. How often have you heard these sentences spoken around you? Or worse still, how often have you said these sentences to yourself? Hi, and welcome to today's episode where we will spend some time understanding the true value of money and thinking through our personal relationship with money. By the end of today's episode, I hope to get you consciously thinking about using money to aid your well-being. I recently read an article stating that we can opt out of stories of religion and politics, but we cannot opt out of the story of money. Right from childhood, whether we played games of marbles or the toy flipping game of takchi or the game of pogs, the idea has been to win and collect your opponent's game currency. By itself, the marbles have no value. But when playing the game, the greater the number of marbles you have, the more skilled you appear to be. Similarly, the more takchi you have, the stronger game currency you own. The most fascinating thing about the game of pogs is how closely it mirrors the story of money, and how that concept naturally manifests in children. On one side, you have paper, aluminum, and plastic discs that just like the marbles and the dakji have no inherent value, meaning they can't be eaten, worn, or slept on, but they still drive the game. Similarly, paper bills and metal coins can't be used as ends in themselves either. They can't be eaten, worn, or slept on. They're just as useless. Yet, in both scenarios, these intrinsically useless things are perceived as giving us status, value, and prestige. The lack of money leads to a state of panic. For some of us, fear even drives our desire to find a stable, well-paying job, and we often sacrifice our passions and purpose in order to do this. This negatively affects our well-being. The fear of not being able to provide for our loved ones, of not being able to afford the lifestyle we are used to or want to have, and in an extreme case, the fear of being homeless, all contribute to us sacrificing our present well-being for money. Use fear as your drive to make more money if you must. 
But don't let fear frame your entire perspective around money. You need to know and understand the difference. One of the quickest ways to understand the role of money in your own life is to allot chunks of it to the various levels on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. His theory is one of the best-known theories of motivation in psychology. Maslow's theory states that our actions are motivated by different levels of our physiological needs. Represented by a pyramid of needs, this theory puts the most basic needs like food and clothing at the bottom and the more complex needs like friendship, self-esteem and self-actualization at the top. So make some time to think about how much money you need to survive, as in for food, clothes, and shelter, versus how much money you think you need, versus how much money you truly want to have for yourself. Pay special attention to the fact that our survival versus needs versus wants morph and grow as we do. Did you know there are several types of money language? I was also shocked when I came across this information when a financial advisor once shared it with me. A money language reflects how one views their money and how one uses money to express themselves. There's been extensive research on this topic, and according to financial psychologists, there are four basic profiles. The driver is someone who equates money to success. Having money protects against their fear of incompetence, and the more money they have, the more successful and competent they feel. Simply put, drivers are driven by money, and if they don't have money, they don't feel successful. The greatest weakness of this money language is that drivers can be overly dependent on money for their self-esteem. They might feel a deep sense of inadequacy when they lack money and may tend to be more materialistic. The analytic is someone who views money as a source of security to protect them from life's difficulties. A lack of money means a lack of feeling secure and a lack of feeling in control. They tend to be very structured and organized in their approach to money and are most likely to establish a budget and stick to it. They are well-structured financially, and they are good long-range money planners. The analytic looks out for the future well-being and interest of loved ones by saving money. The amiable focuses on relationships and on people. They show their love and affection for people with money. A lack of money translates as an inability to demonstrate love. Amiables show their love by buying gifts, taking people to lunches or dinners, and paying for things, especially around family and friends. They are generous people. The more they give, the more they feel loved. The weakness is that while amiables are generous and good-hearted, They are often poor money managers and may lack long-range planning skills. To the expressive, money is acceptance. It purchases the respect and the admiration of others. They think money can fix anything or fix any situation. Buying a gift, paying a bill for someone, taking care of it means that others will accept and respect them. 
This language can be used in a negative way to hide feelings of pain, insecurity, or incompetence. Expressives can become overly dependent on money to solve problems and calm fears. Do take some time to think about and identify your own money language. Are you a driver who equates money to success? An analytic who needs money to feel in control? An amiable who shows their love for people with money? Or an expressive who purchases others' love and respect with money? Awareness of your own money language will help you get clearer about how you can use money to aid your well-being instead of hindering it. Referring back to the statements I started this podcast episode with, money doesn't necessarily buy us happiness, but it most definitely enables us the flexibility to choose and surround ourselves with things that do make us happy. Although money does measure our success and status in a society, we need to think through how we personally measure our own success and status in life. If money is not your answer, then don't blindly follow someone else's path to success and status. It will at once stress you out and far from giving you a sense of well-being, it'll actually take away the happiness that money can buy. And with this piece of inner sense, May you have the courage to forge ahead and make new money patterns in your life, ones that support your well-being and enable you to thrive. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inner Sense with Kavita. I hope today's episode helped you look a bit deeper and understand yourself a bit better so you can consciously move towards a state of well-being. If you liked what you heard, please comment below Share this information with someone you think will benefit from hearing it and do subscribe to my podcast so we can stay connected. To learn more about me, please visit my website at innersensecoaching.com. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn or follow me on Instagram. Live consciously and stay well. Stay well.